great to be able to be here in the Father's Church in Dallas and to reach out to our Saints Network family. Uh, we welcome you into our Wednesday evening meeting, and this is going to be a rather unusual time for us tonight because it's going to have a little bit of a homework assignment attached to it. You know, normally we come on Wednesday nights and we study the Word and we talk about different things that God has shown us in Scripture, and tonight we will be visiting that, but um, as I said, this is going to be somewhat of an assignment, and I believe it's directed by the Spirit of the Lord. Um, we don't normally chase after um, lots of reactionary pursuits as a church or as a network. There's always something that you can get jazzed up about or get offended by or, or chase after. And um, if, you, if you do that too often, you wear yourself out and you lose your effectiveness. And um, so it's best that um, you really listen carefully to what the Lord says so that if he's telling you to do something, you know that it's from him and not necessarily just because you like activity and you like action. <clears throat> and um, last week, I was in the sanctuary praying, and uh, I, I felt that God was wanting us as a congregation to, in the, the waning days of this month, speak blessing over our country and to speak blessing over um, what God wants to do in our land in these days. And we're all believing God for, um, I, I would say this is a trite phrase, but a visitation of his spirit. And um, so I just, in the remaining time of prayer in the sanctuary, just begin to, to, to just speak blessing over the country and to speak um, you know, I'm not sure that there's any word you can say that would resolve the political clashes that are going on, but God's able to move in the midst of that. And, uh, you know, the Bible does say that um, uh, where there is uh, a lot of sin, where there's a missing of the mark, um, God's grace can more abound. And so I was just proclaiming that. And when I got back to my office, <clears throat> I... Um, I just powered up my computer, and there I saw something on the screen, and it was just a little blurb on a, uh, you know, one of those Yahoo pages that opens up when you power up your computer, and it said, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are mobilizing to release a curse on um, this coming Friday night at one minute before midnight and the um, they said that this had been going on for three years now this is the third anniversary and that's all it said and I thought well that's kind of strange it seems I heard something about that before but um, you know the first two years of it we didn't just mobilize a uh, an agreement across the network that we would stand against it and I, for whatever reason, I couldn't really get that thought out of my mind. And I'd just come from a prayer time where I was blessing the country and speaking, uh, welcoming the Spirit to do what he wanted to do. And then I came straight into my office, turned the computer on the, on the screen. There that was. And I, I thought, 
this is really strange and it doesn't seem um, it doesn't seem like uh, that's really a coincidence I think that there's a, a, a combinative thing where God said I want you to bless and I want you to see that there is there is a a measure of cursing or they're really not calling it a curse they're calling it a binding spell and so um, I looked I looked at um, I looked online to try to find more information about it and I just wasn't finding anything and I thought this is kind of weird so <clears throat> I thought well you know whether I find anything on it or not we're gonna we're gonna do something about this and and uh, present this before our congregation and before our network family and uh, we're going to we're going to speak blessing at least and i mentioned that on sunday and we mentioned that on our saints radio outreach broadcast and um and then today i i just was able to it's like the floodgates open and i found a few articles that were really describing the 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 framework of this unified effort to to bring a, a binding or they're calling it and i'm not fo- we don't focus a lot on the enemy we focus more uh, we our delight is in focusing on the lord but you're you can't be ignorant of his devices and if the lord specifically highlights something that you're to do you can't say oh you know that's not what i really like to do and just blow it off I think that there's something that God wants to release tonight as we stand before him in these next couple of days and as we make um, declarations of blessing and declarations of goodness. And so I just want to tell you for the next couple of minutes some of the things that I discovered about our country and um, some of the things that are, are, uh, uh, are part of this as I said, a unified effort for this coming Friday night to um, put a binding spell on our government and uh, and sub- sub- subsequently on the on the uh, on the nation. Uh, like I said, uh, this thing that's going to happen Friday night is the third t- year in a row, <clears throat> and there was a book that was written called "Magic for the Resistance." And I guess that's a very popular book. A lot of people are uh, are buying it, and um, they're estimating that there are thirteen thousand people who consider themselves official witches or warlocks that are participating in this. But there are hundreds of thousands of other people that are many of them just kind of playing around, just you know, some fun Halloween thing they think to do where they open themselves up into the demonic realm and begin to cast uh, uh, measures of agreement with the demonic. And um, I I found out something, too, and this was kind of shocking. I saw this on two two different sites, that 26% of Americans uh, consider themselves to have no religion at all. That's over a quarter of our nation consider themselves not to have any religious belief or any kind of pursuit that's kind of shocking I knew there was a significant number of people but not certainly a quarter of our country I also found out that the the clientele that's really behind this thing on a uh, on Friday night is um, 
is the 1.5 million Americans who are either practicing Wiccans or are consider themselves what they call paganistic. And um, part of what is going to be declared is that they're planning to call on, this is their words, heavenly hosts, demons of infernal realms, and spirits of ancestors to, to basically bind any kind of activity that's going on governmentally and to put up roadblocks and stoppages um, from any kind of pursuit that would be done one way or another in, um, um, in the government. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of strange. They even give, they give uh, different um, instructions to people, like they're, they're supposed to have this tarot card that kind of looks funky, and it's got a, a tower that's falling apart and uh, an effigy of the president falling off of it. And they're supposed to have a, an orange candle, and they're supposed to have a, a, a needle of some sort and a feather. And they're supposed to do all these things while they're welcoming basically unclean spirits to come and to be in agreement to basically paralyze our country. Now, again, this is, you know, this isn't a political thing at all, one way or another. It's, it's kind of scary to, um, it's not scary, that's not a good word. It's alarming to think that there are that many, hundreds of thousands probably, they're saying from the responses they got the last two years, that this is in the hundreds of thousands of people that will be making this statement to basically call, you know, they're calling on demons and um, wicked influences to come and basically, <laughs> I don't know what a good word is, um, to bind anything from happening, to, to create an unclean kind of a, of a log jam um, for, for anything to really happen, good or bad. And... Um, you know, that to me, this, this binding influence is really a spiritual term because uh, as you can well remember, and if you remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, <clears throat> where he really made this prolific declaration to Simon Peter about, about the church or those who are the ecclesia, and that that term is reminiscent of the Greek society, the called out ones. Uh, the ecclesia were the ones that were called out and, as governmental leaders. They may have been farmers or of, of large estates or bankers or people in the military. But if there was a, a, a unique decision that needed to be made, the call went out for these people and they would send runners to find them and that's what the ecclesia really meant. It wasn't calling you out from something. It was calling you to something to make a, a stand for the nation. That's what church really means. That's what the ecclesia is. And, you know, you think, well, that's a weird term. Well, if you drive around town very much, you'll see Hispanic churches that call themselves iglesia. 
And it's just a, a framework. That's the original term for church. And you see that, especially when you travel in Europe. You, we saw it in, in Portugal recently. That term is, is just used straight out of the Greek text. We say it and we lose it. We lose it in translation. We think church and we think that's just a place where people come and hear a sermon for a little while and sing a little bit maybe and, and whatever they do socially. But if we, if we go so far as to say that we're the called out ones, when I was growing up, that just meant you're called out of the bad places. You're called out of the places where people are wasting money and gambling or getting drunk or you know so we were all called out of those kinds of things and that's a good that's a good sentiment but that's really not what the call out ones were that's really not what the church is supposed to be the church is supposed to be on call to represent the kingdom of God when God says that he wants something done and so here in Matthew 16 the Bible says that uh, this is a discussion. I'm just going to hit the last three verses. Verse 18, Jesus said to Peter, I say that you are Peter, and upon this rock, that rock that they've been discussing about communing with the Father and gaining revelation from him, I'm going to build my ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you will bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And that's a, a powerful, powerful word. Jesus says, this is how I'm going to construct this group of my followers who will represent the kingdom. And when the Spirit asks them to do something, he will call them to be in agreement, to stand, to, to do some prophetic act or to do a work or whatever the Spirit may call them to do. But in the midst of it, there is binding and there is loosing. And, um, you know, in, in these terms in the Greek, if you bind something, you are bringing a cessation to something that shouldn't be happening. You are arresting it and you are rendering it um, bereft of momentum if you lose something you are setting something free to pursue a, a measure of fruitfulness or a measure of, um, of vitality or a measure of some type of freeing influence um, and, and this is what Jesus said he would be giving to his church in, in the measure of authority and I think that that is truly a word of, of remembrance for us tonight to recall that this isn't some wacky thing that we're doing. Oh, those weird people over there, look what they're doing. This is Jesus saying what he was going to do in his church. This is exactly what he's, I believe, put in our hearts to do tonight. And so you've got the topic of binding and loosing. You know, I, it's, it's a terrible thing to, to, to see anybody bound up. You know, it, I, I used to hate to see, I was never asked to be put in a corner when I was in school. Um, it was too, too crafty for that, you know. 
you weren't either, were you? You never. I, I didn't think you were. You're just too too nice. But um, there were some kids that would just they they almost look forward to be put in the corner. You're sent out in the hallway, and when that happened, they basically weren't going to get anything done. They weren't going to learn anything. For them, it was kind of like a um, a free pass to where they didn't have to participate. And I knew that when that measure of being frozen in a corner happened, that wasn't doing that kid any good. And uh, there were a couple of kids in class that I was kind of glad when they went to the corner because their shenanigans in the room would end. And um, it was just kind of uncomfortable for some of them. But the point is, is that it wasn't really helpful for that young person. And it really wasn't helpful for the class to have to endure that. And, you know, sometimes we would, I could give all kinds of illustrations of this. You know, sometimes you go and you're visiting in a hospital, you're visiting in a nursing home, and you see people that are basically immobile, kind people, loving people, but they can't, they can't move. I mean, they're, they're limited in their mobility. And that's, that's never a good thing. We don't like it when we're driving on Dallas freeways and all the traffic comes to a stop. It's bound, as it were. Nobody's going anywhere. And you hear horns beeping, and, you know, it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. And you want something to begin to move. And you may even shout, oh, come on, let's go. You know, I don't know if you make that proclamation or not. You may say it in more colorful ways. But um, um, the thing is, though, that, you know, I always wondered, you know, why somebody hasn't invented you know, just having a loudspeaker on the top of your car so you could just speak out what, what you were thinking. Work on that, would you, Imani? You, you get that going for us. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of bad to see something that's been bound. That's just not a healthy environment. And, um, you know, I, w I think that I think that especially if the enemy, you know, and you, you look at the Bible and you read about enemy, you know, the, the, the New Testament speaks a number of times about unclean spirits. And um, that term unclean means to be blocked, to not be flowing. That's the literal meaning of the term. And when that happens, when there's a blockage in the body, that creates health problems. No matter what it is, whether it's in your in your arteries, whether it's in um, different uh, vehicles within your body where fluids move, if there's a blockage, not only does that create discomfort, but it soon creates either infection or it could just bring death, and that's that's never a good thing. So you know, it's it's kind of bad when you think, you know, whatever your political opinions are, um, when you say, well, I'm so frustrated by this that I think I'm just going to call the, in, the demons from the infernal regions to come and bind, you know? That's, that's just not real smart. Because especially if you get hundreds of thousands of people, whether they're goofing around or not, who open themselves into the demonic realm and say, please 
bind our country. Please cause there to be things in a standstill. Well, that is not, <laughs> it's not good to give that kind of commission to the demonic, especially when you see in the Bible what happens where unclean spirits are. You have unclean spirits and you see a, a little child writhing on the floor and uh, trying to throw himself in the fire and foaming at the mouth. You see unclean spirits where somebody's in a synagogue and they're all crippled up and, and are deformed. You, you, you see examples of what happens when demons are welcomed to bind something. So to me, it's not, it, it may be a, a nice Halloween adventure for some. And some of these folks, you know, they, they love to dabble in the spirit realm in, in the dark edges. And, you know, but, but to me, something just really alarmed me uh, when, I, when I first saw this. I told you how I heard this. And then yesterday and today when I heard that there are hundreds of thousands of people that are doing this, that's kind of shocking. Now, we're not fearful of that. But the point is, is that our Lord gave us the authority as the church to bind and loose. And I think what we need to do is to pray. And during these next couple of days... Um, don't you know don't attack people don't 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 fight fire with fire don't curse you know the, what the Bible says is well, you bless those that curse and blessing there is not saying oh I hope you have a good day blessing is eulogia and it, it means to declare over someone the purpose of God that he ordained for them to know and to walk in so that's what blessing is. And that's what, what your, your, your measure of response should be, even if somebody curses you. I, everybody in here is so sweet, I can't imagine that anybody would curse you. I've been cursed before, I can tell you that. <laughs> and I'm not boasting about it. But I, uh, I know that when that happens, your, your biblical admonition is to bless them. And usually if somebody's cursing, it's because they've lost control and uh, they're not fulfilling what God really put them on this earth to do. And, <clears throat> you know, it's a good thing to ask God to restore them to whatever role he created them to fulfill spiritually and mentally and physically. So that's a good thing. So I would think that what we would want to do, I'm just making some suggestions here, is that we, uh, we, we really begin to bless our country. You know, I believe that God wants to do some really good things in the midst of our land. Independent of governmental influences, we need to really pray that God would, would bless um, bless our country and as the lord as the lord puts things in our heart we should just enunciate them and speak them forth now in first timothy chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 paul wrote to timothy and he said i exhort you therefore 
that first of all supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty now, Timothy gives is given an exhortation to lift up four different kinds of of um, expressions the first is supplication and that word is is not just impassioned prayer supplication in the old and in the new testament is the type of prayer wherein you recognize you're in partnership with god and when you are coming before him in that way you're not coming begging you're not coming pleading you are talking with him as as uh, what we should be sons and daughters of the most high god and you are really asking him to do what he wants to do you are partnering with him with his agenda and when you come with that attitude when you come with that perspective it's amazing the things that the spirit of the lord will highlight in your heart and in your mind it's a totally different thing than a normal prayer meeting where you got a list of things and you're just rattling them off to god and if you don't think he's paying attention which people are prone to do you get a little heated and a lot of times people think that's what supplication is well it's not supplication is a partnership with god and that's what's in the old testament and in the new and the next word is um, the, the prayers and that's the term that we've studied a lot and that's prosuke and it really is that when you are partnering with god you allow yourself to be sensitive to what he may put in your heart that he wants to do and prosuke is you gleaning that and then expressing that where you it's more of a thanksgiving type of a prayer where you are thanking god for what he wants to do something that he's put in your heart something that he has released into your spirit as an agenda that he has or a, a, a desire that he wants to fulfill and you you grasp that and you begin to just thank him for it you begin to proclaim that it's coming and it's it's a proactive type of prayer and it really it's there are other words in the new testament that are translated as prayer where you well like one of them is make your petitions known where you have a specific thing that you want to bring that you want to bring to god or an asking where you lay a certain need and you commit it to him those are good words those are primarily the main things that people think of when they talk about prayer but really as as legitimate as those are the one that paul exhorts timothy to do is to partner with god and then to be sensitive to him to to reiterate verbally what it is that you feel he wants to do it's refreshing and you say well what about my needs what about the things that i know that i need well the scripture says that if we seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness he will add everything we need 
And it's amazing to me when I try to enter in, and you really have to make it your agenda to enter into this. Yeah, when, when I enter into this kind of prayer, it's amazing how refreshing it is and how pretty soon the things that over, and life has stuff that provides things that bother you. We all have needs. We all have things that we'd like to have an answer for by the end of this meeting. It's amazing when, when I pray in this way, how those kinds of things just kind of drift away for a little while. It's kind of like time out. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a, a vacation, you know? It's kind of like, uh, you know, hey, it's nice not to be thinking of that stuff. It's nice not to have that lingering there. And it's amazing how the Spirit of the Lord will do that. He brings you, I will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on me. When you make that as your agenda, specifically partnering with God, how wonderful it is that God gives you a time of refreshing. And we've seen it happen when we've tried our best to pursue the Lord. We've seen him miraculously provide for us in ways that we would never have been able to conceive of. That's our God. And this is what Paul is telling Timothy to do. Intercessions there is, a, is an unusual word. It's the, it's the kind of prayer that the Bible says Jesus offers before the throne on our behalf. And that is simply to be alert. And if there's something that... <clears throat> something that God's Spirit highlights, you, you, you really take, I don't want to say possession of it, but you, you take it in hand and you, you pray in the Spirit. You pray concerning that thing. Well, how's that different from what I just talked about, prayers and intercession, prosuke and this? How's that different? Well, on the one hand, you're partnering with God and you're sensing things that he wants to do. This third type of prayer is more an, I don't want to say an alarm because I don't want to be too alarmist, but it's, it's something that is triggered. Oh, I've got to pray about this right now or I've got to, I've, I really feel the Spirit has put this burden on my heart right now and I've got to lay claim to it. So there's a difference between those two. The first one is, you're being sensitive and you're gleaning. The second is that you are alert and you're willing to respond. And then giving of thanks. <clears throat> this is really a derivative of grace. And it's really you're, you're looking forward to God's grace bringing a new horizon, something that is, is coming and you're expecting. You, you're not looking downcast as if everything's going to hell in a handbasket committed to the to the demons of the infernal regions but you're you're looking forward and that's what thanks does thanks is is uh, that new testament dimension of grace where you're just expecting the the good things of the lord i don't sometimes you have to go through some valleys to get there sometimes you you I uh, have to cross over a, a river or a storm comes, but you keep your eyes focused there and you know that it's all going to turn out well. 
So really, Paul is admonishing this young pastor, you be this type of an intercessor. And, um, but then he says, you make sure that you are offering this thing not only for all people, but for kings and for those that are in authority, that we may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Now, I'm going to walk gingerly on this because I'm not here supporting any of the political parties. But I am saying that there are ways that we as Christians should be releasing blessing and the goodness of our God into the, the, the realm of the political. And God knows they sure need it up there, don't they? Um, but, you know, if, if all we do is complain and curse and get angry and resist and strife that really does not set a very positive atmosphere for anything good to happen so um, you know it's it's important that we we find something from the lord to you know ask for wisdom ask for for good things to happen and um you know there are other ways there are lots of ways that god will direct you in that but the point though is that being upset with the government to the degree that you would covenant with the demonic on a on a wide scale is not a wise course of action so i'm not asking you to come against in your prayers or in your thoughts any of these Americans who are, dare I say, uh, off course here. That's a pretty generic way to say it. But, but what I am saying is we need to know that we have been given, as the church, the power to bind and, and loose. And I think one of the things we need to bind is the, uh, the freedom of the demonic to have any control or any sway of not only our government but our nation and you can take authority over that as the ecclesia you are the representative of the kingdom of god here and jesus gave us those keys and that authority so if there's going to be any binding i think we should be binding the enemy from acting out in the way that he wants to be empowered to do and it's not a it's not a this is not a democratic process it's not well let's see they've got 250,000 so we need to have 250,001 there's not even an electoral college well the people in california have a whole lot more clout so we've got to get five states to counter that it's not that god gave you the authority and so we take authority over the enemy's scheme and it's you know it's a pretty i'm not complimenting the enemy but it's a pretty crafty maneuver. You know, if he can combine, um, if he can p combine the angst of people and political unrest in people and just the goofiness of people who don't know what they're dabbling in and get them in some way to hand over an entrance into um, <laughs> the land, that's, 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 a, that's a pretty crafty deceptive ploy but we bind that from manifesting in the way 
that the enemy wanted to do. And I, I do think that we should be alert to if the Spirit brings somebody to your heart that you may even have a vision of somebody who's getting ready to dabble in this kind of thing, you know, pray that God would encourage them not to do it, that they would awaken and not partner in this kind of thing. You say, well, what kind of damage does it do? Listen, um, I... uh, I know that when you mess around with the occult or you mess around with wicked spirits, you don't leave unscathed. You open yourself up to things. And you may think it's an innocent thing. Um, I, I remember one time, and, and, and I'm not saying, you know, I, I don't want to go too far with this because this is not the agenda for tonight. But I remember when I was in high school, um, I went to a party after um, um, a game, and it was um, it was in the early part of October. And some of the kids in this big house this, this kid lived in had a Ouija board out, and they were all, "Oh wow, watch this! Thing. Look at this thing move around." Wow, you know, nobody's touching it. And they were all oohing and on over it. And, um, you know, I walked over and I knew enough at 16 that that was demonic and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I, I told a couple of my friends, I said, you know what? This is evil. You don't need to be messing with this. And I said, I'm not staying in here with this. And I, I would encourage you to get out of it. And there was one girl that was really fascinated with it. And she, you know, she was a nice kid. And she started doing, and that thing started moving all over the place. And she just thought that was the greatest thing. And, you know, about two weeks later, um, there was some noticeable change in that girl. And um, she really, she ended up in not a very good state. And um, she ended up, missing weeks and weeks of school with a depression that came on her and it was baffling her parents <clears throat> and um, she had to start taking medication and pretty soon that family moved I don't know why they moved I don't know whether they moved to because people knew this was going on with their daughter I don't think they had a, a job change or whatever but um, I remember when I was a youth pastor for a number of years here you know, there were some kids that would come in and they would um, they would talk about different things that they had done just playing around and um, <clears throat> with the demonic. And we had to pray those kids free <laughs> because if the enemy, he doesn't play games. He really doesn't. And um, so there, I know that there'll be people over these next days that don't really recognize what they're doing but other people are doing it and they think well this is a cool thing I like to experiment I like to be open minded and they start making these kinds of proclamations and it doesn't bode well for them in the long run so if the Lord puts something on your heart regarding someone that's going to be dabbling in this pray and ask God to intervene in some way God can answer that God can do that.
but the point though is that we're we want to bind what the enemy agenda is and take authority over that on the basis of the word of god and state that he's not going to have a further manifestation of his of his agenda in our government in our nation and stand against it but then the loosing what is the loosing to do i think um you know, it's from the Greek luo, and it just means to set things in their proper course, set them in motion. And, um, you know, there are a lot of things in this country that need to be resolved. And um, I think that a good way to say is that they need to be loosed. There needs to be resolution. And God can do it. You know, politics is not going to resolve anything. We'll, we'll be fighting over the next years about the same thing over and over again it's the spirit of the lord that sets free and so we can ask god to loose any number of good things we can ask for blessing upon those that are in authority and we can we can say all kinds of good things that are noble things that we can ask god to interject into the political climate but that's where we need to enter into supplication we need to come before the lord and pray pray in the spirit submit ourselves to god and then be sensitive to hear sensitive to listen to what he may impress upon your heart that you are being given to proclaim some good thing some blessed thing it may surprise you what the spirit of the lord puts in your heart and um you know, this is, this is what God, I believe, is wanting us to do. So here's, here's the assignment. <laughs> and you can work this out in whatever way you want to. But I think that, um, you know, normally we conclude at 8.15. Before we leave here tonight, I'm just going to ask that you find a place to pray and, and um, just really commit this to God. You can you can listen to him and ask what he wants you to do he may want you to devote some time first thing in the morning to pray and first thing on friday morning to pray but the key thing is to be sensitive to what he may put on your heart as far as a blessing or a uh, a proclamation some kind of good thing that he's wanting to release and then you know write that down take note of it meditate on it and be sensitive throughout the day and even in the night. Be sensitive to what kind of dreams God may give you. Uh, he may even give you kind of an insight, a vision as it were. Um, be, be aware of that. And then when you come into Friday, you know, I'm not saying you stay up till 1159. Some of you are just getting started at that time. But um, I don't know who that is as our congregation gets older. <laughs> But, you know, when you, um, toward that evening, just know that this is going to be launching off during the night, during the tonight. And I would just vocalize before the Lord the goodness of God and pronounce blessing and, and take a stand against whatever kind of nefarious agenda the enemy may want to achieve through all of these people welcoming him to come in and bind our country 
and pronounce good things, pronounce blessing. And it doesn't matter, matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican, a Libertarian or, a, or whatever. Um, we all love our country. And we should say, I don't want the enemy having his way here. And we should say, I want God doing what he wants to do here. And so we need to be that kind of an influence. And we need to proclaim that. And, and I, would, I would suggest you, you just do it. Um, be sensitive these next couple of days. And then you can be making your proclamations, whatever God puts in your heart, throughout the day. But really ramp it up in the evening on Friday. And by what I mean by that, gather it together and act like you're an ecclesia. <laughs> don't think I'm just a Christian, you know, I'm just a, I don't know a whole lot, you know, I don't know what my prayers or my dick. Don't say that over yourself. Don't damn yourself. God wants you to be his representative. There's power when you obey his word. And so take authority and tell just speak I you don't have to address the enemy you just say I declare over this country that the enemy will not have any ability to move in any further way and I declare that the demonic agenda will not achieve its goals through this time you can declare that you don't have to get in a sword match with the enemy you don't have to spit at him and curse him and call him slew foot or hook nose or whatever it is you want to call him but you know I, I joke about that because I always think when Jim said that I hadn't heard that in years but you know you declare as a as a governmental representative of the kingdom of God and then just begin to proclaim the good things that you want to see God do and he said well what effect's that going to have well God's listening it's what he told you to do so know that there's power in that. You know, sometimes we think, well, I don't, you know, it's just me. But you think about what he said about John the Baptist, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. One person, one. David on a hillside was one. But God visited him and God prepared him to in a kingly way out there when he was there all by his lonesome uh, joseph in the in the prison when his brothers sold him into slavery you know the list goes on and on little boy samuel there in the in shiloh <clears throat> he was the only one that was sensitive to god a little boy and god speaks to him in the night so don't convince yourself that you are um, dysfunctional or that God's not going to hear you God loves you and these are his promises to you so we want to see God move we don't want to see the enemy have any further sway in our country and um, you know we bless these folks that are misguided we ask God to cause them to come to their senses and begin to serve the living God um, there's all kinds of things that God can put on your heart but remember that you are representing the kingdom and 
again, this is the third year that's happening. I did hear about it last year, but the Lord didn't put it in my heart that we should react. So why this year? I don't know. I don't know what God wants to release, but he's giving us the opportunity to partner with him in it. And so this is our assignment. And I know that some of you are listening in France or Belgium or Switzerland, perhaps. I don't know who all's listening in, in the various nations. But I can guarantee you that your countries have plenty of, uh, plenty of opportunity for binding and loosing to, uh, to be fully employed. <laughs> you know, I remember we were in Paris one time right at the Halloween season. And we were going down to get on the metro. And there was a class of little kids. They were probably the twins' age, probably seven, eight. And they were all wearing these huge witches' hats. There were probably 40 of them. And they were all walking through there dressed like witches. And I thought, well, I'm sure that's real cute, but it's not necessarily something that I would want my daughters or granddaughters dressed as. Um, You know, I bless the women that do that kind of thing and pray that God will get a hold of them. But I, so I'm saying that France has its own opportunities for proclamation. So all of our French family, you turn this for Macron and for all the other folks that are, uh, that are very much in need of the presence of the Lord. So <clears throat> I pray that God will bless you in this. And I do ask for a special covering, a commissioning, as it were, for you. And I come against anything that could try to uh, be a retribute, uh, a, a, uh, a counterattack, as it were. Don't be afraid. You're just asking good things. You're doing it on behalf of the Lord, and you're blessing the country. And um, I believe God's going to use you in this. So before we go, I'm going to pray just a, an, an ending of this meeting. But I'm going to invite you to, to just, you can kneel, you can lay before the Lord, you can, you can sit there and pray, but commit yourself to what God would have you do in this and um, just start being really sensitive to this mission for these next couple of days. And then, as I said, you can be proclaiming good things throughout the next couple of days, but particularly on Friday night, set aside a time where you take a stand as the ecclesia of the Lord and bless our country and take a stand biblically against whatever machination the enemy would want to try to do. And so, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your goodness, for your kindness to us. You've blessed us in so many ways, and you've chosen to call us your children and to give us the opportunity to represent you Um, what an amazing gift that is to us and we we ask you Lord that you will guide us tonight tomorrow the next day and then just keep on guiding us but particularly in this narrow window of time where we have this what I believe is a godly assignment I pray that you guide this people. I pray that you will speak to us. I pray that you will give us your mind 
to know what it is you would have us to do. And I pray a blessing upon every one of these ones gathered in this place and those who are listening to this message across the nation and wherever they're listening. I ask you, Father, that you would awaken the spiritual giftings that you've placed within us as individuals. I ask you, Father, that you would cause us to become aware of the fact that you put us on this earth to represent you and put a hunger in us to do it. And um, let this be a wonderful time, partnership with you. And for this, Father, we thank you. And we believe that these voices are going to resound through the spirit realm and across this land and that it will welcome something very good that you are wanting to do. Nothing is impossible for you, Father. And I know you want to do a great work in this country. And so, Lord, we give this to you. We enter into this prayer time now, and I pray that you'll come near to each one and let us hear your heart and let us go from this place with a sense of purpose and a sense of renewed identity in you. And we thank you for it, Father, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, well, let's, um, let's find a place to pray. You can take as long as you want or as short as you want. But uh, God bless you all, and may he use you in these next days. Okay? God bless you. Let's pray.